Hey everybody, it's Alexa here from Entry Level Boss. Welcome back to this three-part mini podcast that I am putting out this week called Hired at the Holidays. You are listening to episode two, Employers, they're just like us. And if you missed episode one, you should go back and check it out right now because of course you should because you've always got to start at the very beginning. And also you get a whole bunch of context on who I am, why I struggled through the beginning of my own career, how I became a career coach at 25, and importantly, why I feel so freaking passionate about debunking this myth that the job search can't happen during the holidays. If anything, this is the most strategic time of year to be job searching, and this episode that you're about to listen about is really the meat and potatoes of this entire series, and I hate that I keep using the term meat and potatoes because it's so embarrassingly old-fashioned. But the point is, let me get my head back on straight. We are going to walk through three things that you really, really, really need to know about job searching at this time of year because it is unique, it is different, and it is oddly strategic and fascinating. So there are three things that we're gonna walk through right now. The first thing that we're gonna walk through, and we're just gonna jump straight into this. This lesson is all about just like, let's focus down and like, here's what you need to know. There are three things you need to know. The first thing is headcount planning, and I'm gonna explain why it matters so much at this time of year and what exactly it is and how it affects you. The second thing that we're gonna talk about is why employers are just like us and employers need to look good too. And the third thing we're going to talk about is competition and opportunity and how that exists in the holiday spirit and why it is very, very unique to job searching at this time of year. So let's jump right in. To talk to you about headcount planning, which you may or may not have heard of before, I'm actually going to read an excerpt from the book that I just wrote, Entry Level Boss, How to Get Any Job You Want, which doesn't come out until May of next year. Uh, But in the book, I debunk 14 myths about things that I used to think were true about how employment works. And over the years, I realized on the job, usually by making mistakes, that these things were in fact very, very, very untrue. Uh, It's not our fault that we believe all these incorrect things about the universe. The, The economy is crazy and is changing rapidly and technology and automation and blah, blah, blah. You have heard all this stuff before. Uh, But there are some things that have really shifted, definitely, absolutely, or that you just don't learn if nobody ever bothers to tell you. And so I'm going to go straight in on this headcount planning thing because it talks directly to incorrect belief number 13, which is that no companies are hiring right now. It's the wrong time of year. All 14 of these beliefs drive me absolutely bananas, but this is one that I seem to hear more and more at this time of year, definitely, and I hear it out on the streets constantly or at dinner parties, and I just like want to stand up and, and give this manifesto, but that would be inappropriate, and also sometimes I'm just trying to eat, you know? So I save it for the podcast. Okay, here is the exact response that I put into the book, my response to my own former incorrect belief number 13, no companies are hiring right now, it's the wrong time of year. Companies are not like colleges. Companies are not like colleges. Companies are not like colleges or universities if you're outside of America. There is no singular application cycle that everybody out there has agreed to stick to so that all new grads know where to go on their first day of the autumn semester. Every company's hiring patterns and timelines are entirely unique to them. This world is chaos come to life. There is a lot going on. 
If you Google best time of year to look for a job, you will overwhelmingly get the impression that most hiring happens between January and April. It's a much too simplified answer, but it's based on something that's much more important that will be really, really helpful for you to understand during the search process. Headcount planning. Alexa, what's headcount planning? So glad that you asked. In autumn, many companies start making decisions about how many open roles will be available for next year. This process, sometimes referred to as headcount planning, is based on a lot of different factors. Revenue growth productions, new projects that companies want to invest in, people getting promoted, people leaving the company, maternity leave, whatever. Based on those conversations that happen in the autumn, aka like just happened right now or are happening right now, a company comes up with a number. They may release these roles over time. It would be hard, for example, to some, for some companies to train 20 people simultaneously, but most companies attempt to have a set prediction in place for the entire year because money, because companies need to know how much money they are gonna spend on people. Once a budget gets decided, so an example here would be, we're gonna hire five people for $50,000 a year for an estimated salary budget increase of $250,000 for the whole year. It gets really hard for a hiring manager to just find other money that hasn't been spoken for somewhere else in the company. While it can be tempting to think that every rejection or we're not hiring right now response is like a personal affront to you and your character, it actually usually has a lot more to do with these predetermined annual budget allocations. Employees make the world go round and they're also just another expense that needs to be accounted for in a company's financial reports. Understanding how hiring works is invaluable during the job search, especially at this time of year. And then I have a little PS section right here at the bottom of, of this incorrect belief, which says that I'm very proud to report that I actually had one of my accounting friends look over this particular myth, and her direct response to me was that she managed headcount head count forecasting for a Fortune 500 company, and she was like, yeah, this is exactly how it works. So why am I bringing this up? This is such a dorky thing for you need to know. You're just trying to like get a fun job that you love. Why do you need to know about some companies, I don't know, profit and loss statements or like accounting revenues or whatever? It's because you have to realize that employers don't think about you specifically when you're going through the job search. They're thinking about how you can help them solve their problems. And this is something that I talk about a ton and teach a ton on in ELB school, which is the six week boot camp that I run a few times a year and is actually enrolling right now for November, but we'll talk about that later. But you have to understand that you are an asset to a company. You're gonna either help them save themselves some money, make them some money, save them some time. Like you are offering your skills so that the company can succeed. That means that you are an expense that the company is willing to pay for or the organization or charity. It, it's all the same. At the end of the day, it's all pluses and minuses on a spreadsheet, right? You are an asset that the company has decided that they're going to pay for so that you can help them achieve their goals. And what is really fascinating about this exact concept and why it's important to keep in mind while doing the job search at the like Christmassy season or end of year season is that all of these conversations are fresh in everybody's minds right now. Usually around October, November time, or sometimes even a little bit earlier for bigger companies, they've already just had all these conversations. Hiring is fresh on everybody's mind at every single like position in the company. You know, the managers at the bottom level of a company might be asking their people, are you guys really stressed out? Should we make the team a little bit bigger next year? I think we could afford to add on one more person, you know, way up at the top level of the company. They're like, we want to, you know, increase our salary budget by 20%. What if that is promotions? What if that is, you know, people who are going to move into new roles? And what if that is new people joining the company? Everyone is thinking about 
headcount forecasting. And the reason that I named this episode Employers They're Just Like Us is that everybody internally in a company right now, if they're planning on staying next year, they're trying to figure out how to make their own lives a little bit easier. Everyone is kind of sitting around like a big giant, I don't know, godfather mafia style table, elbowing each other out of the way, being like marketing needs 12 people and the other, I don't know, legal team is like legal needs 15 people. And they're all trying to make their case for why their team should be bigger so that everybody is a little bit less stressed out at work. Does that make sense? So this is such an interesting thing to know at this time of year because if you are in a position right now where you're like, okay, I you know have a job or I don't have a job, I know holidays are coming, like maybe you're taking vacation or whatever, but you want to be in a position where you have already signed the new role, like ready to rock by Christmas and you start the 2nd of January, people already know that those roles exist right now. And this is the most frustrating thing that I know about this myth is that everybody assumes because stuff just doesn't happen at the holidays or because you wouldn't start a new job at the holidays, which also is not true, we'll get to that in a second, it means that you shouldn't start having the conversations. And what you want to do is be extremely proactive and go out there right now and talk to all the employers that you want to talk to. And this is also something that I teach on in ELB school is exactly how to go out and approach all these people. And you want to say to them, hey, I don't know what your budget forecast is like for next year, but I'm considering making a move in my own career, blah, blah, blah. Here's the team that I want to join. Don't know what your plans are. And what you're really saying to them is, oh, oh, you, like, you're triggering that thing in their brain where they're like, we just had headcount planning conversations. I actually know exactly what those numbers are going to look like for next year. And oh, like we could use a kid like you or a grown a giant adult like you, whatever. Uh, so that is a huge, 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 huge asset to you in this job search. You know that companies know that they need to fill spots and like those budget numbers come into effect New Year's Day. So they could sign you up for a job right now, give you the offer next week, and you could be like, great, peace out. I'm going to go like hang out with my family or travel to Bali or whatever for the rest of the year, but I'm ready to start on January 2nd. And people will be like, sweet, that's amazing because that works with our budgeting numbers. Headcount planning is amazing. It is an amazing asset and tool for you to know about. Okay, now here's where I'm going to blow your mind because some of you are sitting here and thinking about this and being like, okay, great, but holy shit, I need a job now. Like, I need a job right now. Like, Alexa, you don't understand. This job search has taken me way longer than I thought that it was going to, and I need a job right now, yesterday, tonight, yesterday, please, yesterday, preferably the day before that. Okay, so this is why I really get into this concept of employers. They're just like us. I remember I told you about everybody kind of batting, you know, each other out of the way at the the mafia-style table and saying marketing needs 12 and legal needs 15 and uh. Another thing is happening at this time of year, which is that, yes, some companies are slowing down. No, that's not even true. It's really, really, really not true. Nobody is slowing down yet. It's only October. Don't believe anyone who says that that's true. Maybe companies are thinking about 2020. They're starting to think ahead. They're not necessarily slowing down. They're starting to think ahead. But the other fascinating thing that's happening is that they had this same conversation about headcount this time last year or this time six months ago. And they need to fill the roles that they already have assigned to them. And a lot of companies really, really struggle with hiring. They don't know where they're going to get talent. They don't know who's going to fill the jobs. They meant to talk to somebody and then they left it too long and that person decided to take another job and then they had to start from zero again. 
And I know that as a job seeker, you can usually be like, oh, poor companies, all those people like making money and having jobs, and I would like a job too, please. Um, I, I hear you on that, but if you flip it from the other side, employers are like, they're just like us. They are really struggling through the job search process too, but everything happens to them in reverse. So you're sending out 500 resumes a week. They're receiving 500 bullshit resumes a week, no offense, from like all these people who are addicted to what I like to call the job search junk food diet and just like shoving, you know, quantity over quality again and again and again. So they struggle with the hiring process too. Why am I trying to give them sympathy right now? It's because they had these conversations last year. They're having these conversations right now. And the other thing that's going through their mind is, oh, shit, we were supposed to hire four people this year and we've only hired three. Or, oh, shit, we were supposed to hire 40 people this year and we've only hired 25. And the conversations that they're having about headcount planning for 2020, I'm sorry, this is so dorky, but like you can understand why it's important. The conversations that they're having for 2020 actually really, really like are affected by whether or not they hired all the people they said that they needed for 2019. Because let me give you an exact example. Let's say that you're the head of marketing. And in 2018, you said, 2019, we're really growing. We've got all these exciting plans. Everything is amazing. We need 10 new people. And now all of a sudden it's middle of October, 2019 and, and you got your wish. They said, okay, fine, here's money to hire 10 people. And you've only hired seven. And now you just went to bat again for your team for 2020. And you were like, marketing team is amazing. We really, really, really need 15 people. And they're like, okay, well this year we've given you 10 and you've only hired seven. So clearly you can do that work with seven. So like, we're only gonna give you you know, five more for next year. And the head of marketing in their head is going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I need to hire these people so that they know that we need 10 people this year and we need 15 people next year. Do you understand how this becomes this like crazy game of numbers and everyone trying to like pr protect their turf? It's like a weird employee headcount turf war in there. Uh, but this is true at pretty much every scale of the company, whether this is a 10 person, you know, mom and pop shop run agency or, or storefront or whatever that's down the street from you and wherever you're listening to this in the world, or whether this is, you know, Coca-Cola or Johnson and Johnson, this happens at every scale. People are amazing, but they also at the end of the day are just assets that you need to account for on spreadsheets. And you have other people who are just human internally trying to kind of fight for the fact that they need more people than the than the department down the hall so to recap i just threw a ton at you and we're not even on a thing three yet thing number one that you need to know is that headcount planning is top of mind for pretty much every business on the planet right now and if you want to start a new job in january you should get yourself on the top of the pile and just like take that slot right now and you're going to be ready to rock Thing number two is that there are a lot of companies that still frantically need to hire people with their 2019 budgets, meaning that if you want to start a job tomorrow, this is also exactly the right time to be having those conversations because people are realizing how quickly the end of the year is coming and that they need to spend their money. This is like crazy, amazing, exciting, spectacularly cool news for you, job seeker who's looking for a new job. 
there's so much opportunity to be had. There's so many ways that you could take it. I, you know, I personally watched my own brother get hired one year on December 21st, started a new job on December 22nd. And we were all like, that's the craziest thing anyone's ever seen. I'm never gonna doubt the job search process again in my entire life. I have this whole section in the book called Understanding the Enemy, which I also talk about constantly in ELB school because the book that I've just written is based on content that I've been teaching people in ELB school for the last four years. And there are so many fascinating tools and things that you can learn about how employers are thinking and how you can basically like reverse engineer your own job search success at 10 times the pace that anybody else could possibly even dream because you're thinking about the person who's on the other side of the computer screen, the person who's on the other side of the phone, the person who's on the other side of the desk interviewing you. And once you know how those people think, pretty much every opportunity on the planet is open to you. So we've gone through thing one, we've gone through thing two. What is thing three? I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, it's about competition and opportunity at this exact time of year. Okay, so the whole reason that I'm recording this podcast is why? To debunk the myth that the job search is over or a lost cause at this time of year. I hear it out on the street all the time. People have probably told you this a thousand times. And as a job seeker, you're like, please stop talking to me. I can't hear you. This is not what I want to be hearing right now. Oh my God, what are you saying to me? I have just spent the last 16 or 17 minutes telling you exactly why that's not true and exactly why this is the best situation that you could possibly be in right now. But you are one human listening to this podcast somewhere on the planet and 90% of job seekers, 95% of job seekers are going to take, unfortunately, really, really bad advice and they're going to give up on their search. They're going to, I don't know, maybe fill their time with some babysitting or, you know, a gardening work or spare work that they could get. They're not going to go keep chasing and keep hustling and keep going after the thing that they actually want right now because they've just been told that it's not possible to them. So what does this mean for you? It means that this competition season is actually a lot quieter than it than it should be. Uh, You have all these employers who are saying, holy shit, we already know that we need to fill jobs next year. And by the way, we still need to fill jobs this year. And you have a whole bunch of job seekers, the majority of them who are saying, well, might as well give up. I heard that I'm supposed to give up. You have an opportunity to succeed and thrive in your career right now. You have an opportunity to basically go out and clean up on the job search market and say, yep, that job, I'm going to have it. While you were all going Christmas shopping, I was going and chasing after my dreams. Now, if you don't know what your dreams are yet, I don't want you to worry about that because I think it's a dramatic statement and I don't like this idea that there's one dream job out there for people. It's like saying that you know, there's one soulmate and this is, you know, this cartoonish fantasy of what reality looks like. I have just walked you through some really, really, really dorky reasons as to why you have amazing opportunity right now and your competition is lower and this is the time to strike. And this is the type of pragmatic stuff that I love talking about during ELB school. Tomorrow or the next day, or maybe it's already out depending on when you're listening to this, I'm releasing episode three of this podcast. I could not help myself, I named episode three a job offer for Christmas because this is where I'm gonna walk you through exactly what you need to do now that you have access to this information. You know that you have opportunity right now. You know that your competition is lower. You know that hiring is top priority for every single employer that you want to go work for. How the heck are we gonna get this done? 
I'm gonna teach you about the methodology that I have developed through stumbling, stumbling through the beginning of my own career and now teaching this methodology to thousands and thousands of job seekers who come back to me and say, holy crap, I had no idea that job searching could be this fun, could be this not overwhelming, could go this fast and could actually land me into a job that I didn't even think was possible for me to get hired into. That is what we're gonna talk about in A Job Offer for Christmas, which is episode three of this podcast. But for today, I want you to just sit back and think about what I've just told you and get ready because the job search is not over for you. This year is not over for you. I know that can start to get scary around this time of year. Maybe the weather is getting colder or hotter if you're in Australia, I don't know. But you start to get that panic coming up maybe even higher in your chest than it has been because there's nothing, nothing less fun than going through the job search when you don't have a plan, right? I have got you covered. You've got to tune into episode three and we're going to talk through exactly what you need to do step by step in order to get this job by Christmas. This is freaking happening for you. For today, sit back, go hydrate, enjoy your life, and I can't wait to talk to you in episode three. I will catch you then. <laughs>